You're listening to the Blissful Hiker Podcast. I'm Allison Young, the Blissful Hiker, sometime professional flutist, sometime voice artist, and full-time pedestrian. My goal in sharing stories of walking long-distance trails as a solo, female, middle-aged, titanium-reinforced hiker is to empower you to learn to hike your own hike, too. If you enjoy these podcasts, please consider supporting us through Patreon. There's a link in the show notes or at blissfulhiker.com. This week, I'm on the Arizona Trail, hiking from the Beeline Highway up into the Mazatzals. The original pronunciation is how it's spelled, Mazatzal. But the locals tell me it sounds more like Madisel. <laughs> the rock here is mostly sandstone, similar to the Grand Canyon, and it takes the name The Great Unconformity. My new friend Margaret, who created Trail Magic by delivering me a new Thermarest after I punctured mine, is heading to Phoenix and offers me a ride. She plans to spend the night there before an early start time to an ultramarathon through the mountains. And she tells me it's a short one. But I realize I move the same distance, about 70 miles, though mine will take several days. Most of my walk in the matted cells are to our right, and they're big but she assures me the steepness is not nearly as rough as I've done so far. My new bright blue and silver closed cell foam mattress is strapped to my pack like a long box. The pack feels lighter already. She also brings me salt tabs for the section, the last, so I'm told, of hard rocky trail. Of course, I immediately get lost. I know the trail is here somewhere, but it's barbed wire hell to find it. As I search around through the cat's claw, a hiker suddenly appears as if sent to show me the way. I'm so grateful for all these magic moments and easily find the way over the fence. Someone's placed a rock in an overturned pot to climb up and over. I'm actually needing to race the weather. Snow moves in Monday night at high altitudes. I should be on my way down at that point, but you never really know. I'm prepared, and Margaret tells me to call if I get into trouble or need to take a side trail out to a road. The trail begins surprisingly easy, not quite as littered with rock, and rising very gently through oak, mesquite, and bright red prickly pear. I'm moving so well it's like a massage, and I turn down the wrong road. I discover my mistake a bit too far to make it worth turning around, and I join the trail again soon enough, perhaps wasting five minutes or so but I vow to be more careful as I come to a creek up a steep canyon. I hear it running below before seeing it, and it never ceases to amaze me how much water is in these dry canyons. Of course, only a week ago, snow was still on the ground up here. It's the first real up of the day, back to balancing on rock and negotiating twists and turns. I smell smoke just as I cross the water, and in the shade is a hiker with a cigarette. Joey is from Flag or Flagstaff and kicking back on a sleep pad much like my new one. He tells me he too sprung a leak and picked up a foam mattress that folds like an accordion. He points out it makes lunch breaks pretty nice for sprawling. I fill up from a pristine pool fed by a waterfall. Fat black bugs dance on top, but I avoid scooping any into my cup. A camel up, too, for seven miles or so to the next reliable source. About two minutes after I start, Joey flies by me. (laughs) Ah, well, hike your own hike, I think. 
The canyon is dotted with sycamore, a very light green under peeling bark. Butterflies in yellow and blue flutter by, and I see my first dragonfly, an iridescent blue with nearly invisible wings. It's a nice climb up to a saddle. Small flowered wire lettuce grows in bunches along the way. I think about something Joey told me. The day it rained in the Superstition Mountains, it snowed on the higher mountains. Apparently it's enough that several hikers have had to delay their start over 9,000-foot Mount Miller. I'm suddenly so glad those monsters are behind me. I top out on a saddle and get a view of lump upon lump of mountain, all very green, at least more so than I've seen. Some of the cliffs have exposed rock that's a deep red. I cross a wash with red and yellow rock as if painted. The trail suddenly becomes quite cruisy, to use a word from my Kiwi friend Neil. I'm on a ridge with views way back to the Four Peaks. The ground itself is changing, making for easier walking. It's volcanic, sometimes in oddly eroded lumps, sometimes as if a flow has frozen in place, and other times as jagged pieces of slate. Much of it is easy on the feet, and I feel like I earned this gentle stroll way up here amidst green mountains like ocean waves. But soon I cut down very steeply, zigzagging down ball-bearing rocks towards a creek bed. I could collect water, but I don't really need to. What I do need is my head net. The wind has totally died, and out come the gnats. They don't bite, but they land on my face, in my eyes, and invariably get breathed in as I ascend again. It makes things a bit warm, so it's a trade-off, but I remember gnats so irritating in Northern California on the PCT and not having a net. It was torture, and I vowed that this tiny bit of gear goes everywhere with me from that day forward. It's steep, but only for a few minutes before I reach a saddle and go down into another gully again. This creek is getting close to the last water, and I'm thirsty, so I drink up and put some water with my noodles to soak for dinner. It's another climb to a spring and a camp spot, but I'm surprised how much the angle has relaxed. Sure, I still breathe hard going up, and it's work at the end of the day, but the rise is far more gentle than the big mountains I've already climbed. I soon find a wee spot right beside the trail, replete with a flat sitting stone. I grab two more leaders at the spring and see Joey set up to cowboy camp. He tells me he was almost bit by a tarantula hawk, a vicious wasp that uses live tarantulas as a host for their eggs. With that lovely image, I say goodnight and set up my tent. Just as I start to eat, John the Baptist walks by. He says he's getting better from the attack of Jardia, but I can't believe he got antibiotics and kept hiking. He sets up with Joey, and I hear them chatter a bit until it gets dark. And me? I'm debuting my new mattress. It's hard, but definitely not going to puncture. Let's hope it's a deep sleep and lots of happy miles tomorrow. You can subscribe to Blissful Hiker wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a review on Apple to help the show get discovered. Blissful Hiker is on Patreon right now. You can support the show financially as a patron. Help me get on trail to collect sound and to create these stories. Find a link to Patreon in the show notes or at blissfulhiker.com. 
Next week, I hike mostly alone in these high, steep desert mountains and am treated to a glorious sunset from my tent. Until then, my friends, kia kaha and happy trails.